0: hello welcome to betch Slaps. i'm sammy i'm jordana and here we are as we always say at the
1: beginning of our podcast yes it's our wonderfully creative intro yeah so this week is the week of september what is today 25th 24th today's the 24th yeah, today is the no. Today is the 25th because it's coming out on Tuesday. So right. technically, it is the 25th. If you're listening, it's the 25th, um, and that means that we are less than a month away from our new book coming out. We're very excited about it.
0: Yes. If you haven't been listening to any of our podcasts for the past like two months, it's called When's Happy Hour? Work hard so you can hardly work. And we're super excited about it because it is a career guide that is no bullshit and it's actually funny and it's not cheesy. And we talk about how we started Betches. We give some advice for if you guys want to start a business, turning your side hustle into a business. But even if you're not the entrepreneurial type, we also talk a lot about how to advance in your job, how to ask for a raise, how to know know what you should be doing make a resume that kind of right. stuff and what we wanted to talk about today generally which sort of will
1: tie back into this book also um was this this um this study that kind of came out it came out like in january so it's not like the newest most recent thing but it's a very interesting topic it essentially says that like that uh, children or people are now considered are not really considered adults until they're 24.
0: I completely am with that I was refusing to call myself an adult until I turned probably 26 27 right do you think that's like
1: do you think that's like a New York thing or do you think that's like a a country thing or like because
0: like and you think about it in different parts of
1: either the country or the world people are like having several kids by that time.
0: I actually do think it is like the culture that we live in, that we've grown up in part of that being a New York thing. Um, Yeah, I think that this is singular to kind of like the coastal person who goes and moves to a city and doesn't necessarily settle down in a serious relationship until a little bit later or the relationship that is the person they'll end up marrying. Um, And also your brain does not fully mature until you're 25. Which, right. which didn't just come out in January. That's, like, been known. So... Right. Well, it's kind of weird. Like, we were, we've talked about this before, but the idea that, like, you're supposed to just, like, graduate college at
1: 21 and then just, like, enter adulthood and, like, that's it for the rest of your life. And, like, there's no, like, transitional period. There's no, like, segue, like, semester. There should be a segue semester. They should call it that. Right. Um, we said
0: that in the book, that there should yeah. be, like, a formal transitioning year.
1: Right. That's, like okay we're gonna slowly ease you out of this college lifestyle and into like a real world one instead of like graduation like you're fucked
0: well i was actually listening to last week's you up episode this morning Mm -hmm. and jared was or you were both saying that that like because people are that people who are i i think you were saying when you're 21 or 22 that you're not like you don't you haven't yet like found yourself really right and that to think that you're like so old and that you need to find something right right, and that you need to find someone like right away that's kind of unrealistic but i do think there are are, okay i do think there are some people populations in the country or the world where a 21 year old or 22 year old is you know they might be mature enough already just based on the way that they've been brought up when you when you are growing up into that and then the deadline is sort of 22 mm-hmm. then you will be ready for 22 but we our deadline wasn't two. Right.
1: it also makes sense for like okay like you think of these pop stars or people we've talked about this before like they're married really young and they get they, these fast engagements and they get married like 21 22 and like to us that seems crazy because we're like 29 i'm like i still feel like i'm too like too young to have people that, doing that around me but um those people have lived in the same world that they're living in for like many many years so that they kind of i can see how they would feel almost more like an adult than us in the sense of like my life has been like pretty consistently like i mean it's it's crazy but it's also like pretty consistent for think about justin bieber like he's been like super famous and he hasn't gone to college or like done anything like that but his life has been like relatively consistent since well, he was about fi- like 15, 16 years old.
0: Yeah. I think that they, you could use them as an example, but I also think that like, we can't really use them as, as an example because they're outliers. They're not, their lives that's, are not normal. That's at true. All. I'm
1: just saying in terms of like, they, they're kind of doing things you would, cons- you would, you think I think of marriage as something for like someone much older and they're doing it as, as, younger. And I think that like part of that is that they feel at least like they're more of an adult aside from the age number, just because they, living in a consistent world for so long. Right. Like for but, us there's like all these steps. There's like you go to high school, you graduate high school, then you go to college, you go to college, you graduate college, and then you get like a a job. You get a job, you're in a job for a certain amount of years, then you meet someone, you get engaged, you get engaged, then you have kids. It's like very like Right. societally like predetermined.
0: I agree I agree, but I don't think in this conversation that they're the people that we should be comparing ourselves with. I think we should be comparing ourselves with like the random girl from Missouri who like maybe right. went to college, maybe didn't and like you know got married right after but i actually this just reminded me of this book that i read i think i read it when i was like 23 or 22 it was called the defining decade and it was about how 20 how it used to be like our parents and our and uh, definitely our grandparents maybe our parents maybe not our parents but many people's parents right after college they pretty much or if they even go to college Mm -hmm. they settle down and then they start their lives and it's not like their the the goal it the goal is to get married earlier there's not this it used to be that it was to get married earlier right. there didn't used to be this sort of like exploratory gap right that there is now but the book the defining decade was saying that um the 20s are now sort of like this the teens. this this like l- like later adolescence this like post adolescence where you're like really exploring yourself and that that is the decade in which you actually become who you're going to be but that didn't used to exist for people it used to just be like they were who they were till they were like 20 and then they just became like what we consider adults but were those
1: people not still changing and like evolving and they just kind of like had less room to to make changes later yeah. in life yeah they it's had less like room. now
0: it's almost like now you get like more revision periods yes i that's exactly what it's saying is right. that you have this sort of like decade where it's okay if you're not settled or or sure what you're doing for pretty much all of your 20s like you could there could be a 29 year old if they don't have their shit together it's not like what the fuck is wrong with you i mean it right. might be depending on the situation but it's it's understood that you can kind of explore and do things and then settle down in your thirties and right. that would be totally a normal timeline. I mean, maybe there will be fewer midlife crises later on because people will have like, a established to, like figure their shit
1: right. I guess that whole that standard like midlife crisis thing for guys was like they never really got a chance to like they're kind of panicking because they're now like stuck in this. They realize they're like stuck in this life that they didn't like necessarily choose or right. don't really know like how they got there
0: right well i think now this what the defining decade was saying is that like this 20s is giving you this chance to really choose because think about how much choice you really had in or maybe we're not a great example but like many people really had in their lives they went to a lot of people we know went to high school they picked their major and then maybe their major became their job. They just, you know, they went to law school or whatever they thought they were always going to do or medical school. Maybe they had a change, but maybe they didn't. And then they just kind of graduated and you're kind of, Unless you really make a radical change, you're kind of stuck doing what you're doing. And you may not even like that thing. And
1: now more than ever, I feel like with like the internet, Instagram and all that other stuff, there's a chance to like see almost what you're missing more. So it really gives you... what It's good and bad. It's bad because it always makes you feel like you're missing something, but it's good in the sense of like, oh, like this is something that I can like learn more about. And this is something I can get into. And this is something that like someone, a, a couple of you know steps away from me is able to pursue and I can sort of see how it unfolds
0: right well it's interesting that you bring up like Instagram and social media because I think the role that Instagram plays or social media plays to like you see what you're missing and it sort of like feeds this like what am I not getting and then people can choose to like consume something else you know like you it, mean it sort of gives people like traveling let's say okay let's say like if you didn't like know about all these amazing places to travel because you are constantly seeing them you might not care to travel like you might right. not it might not be tempting to you so it like opens up other paths that you may not have ever even had the opportunity to find out about
1: what do you think is like the coolest thing you've learned about from instagram
0: um uh i don't nothing <laughs> like, like nothing <laughs> nothing that brings up like that is there really anything
1: where you're like oh like if i if instagram didn't exist i like wouldn't have tried this thing or like um i
0: mean think about like all the things that people like will diy because of like pinterest and right. and stuff like i remember trying nail art after
1: i saw it on on or like those like nail places with the yeah with the
0: nail thing. art's a good example right.
1: iceland is a great example has benefited is, greatly from the both been there right from the instagram tourism
0: yeah it did it really did and i think that it it's sort of like give you give it used to be people were like family focused like i right. graduate and then i like want my family i want to get married so like you really want a wedding that's like your big consumer moment you want mm-hmm. your honeymoon that too but like and then you want a family now there's this sort of like empty space where you can just like get all the stuff that you want to consume, like whether it's nail art, whether it's a trip to Iceland, it sort of opens up this world of stuff you can chase that isn't just stability and a family. Do you think it's a bad thing or a good thing? I think it really depends on how each person like goes about it. Like I think it can be really bad for you or it could be if you have your head in the right place, it could be fine. Right. It's funny how like you think about that stuff with like, we were talking
1: about this, like everyone goes on their, on their honeymoons to like either like an African safari or like Seychelles. Right. uh, Or like, bali or something
0: yeah i don't think as many people would go to the maldives right i just don't
1: but yeah no i'm saying like and is that like a bad i'm i'm kind of struggling with like yeah like my my mom got married her first the first time she got married she was like 21 she went to like disney world for her honeymoon yeah um so like would she have been better off if she had more exposure to like a beach like halfway around the world like is that something that makes us more no. cultured better like is it is, am i living a better a better life than her or Mar? or is am i just like do i just think i am and it's just like more is not necessarily more well what what is better
0: what's your desired result like what do you want You know what i mean it Mm. depends what you want if you want lots of instagram followers and you want to like have like you want everyone to think you're really cool and you party the hardest and you do those most fun things then yeah those things are really good because they're getting you that but is that actually good for you to be focusing on like probably not honestly i think how did people used to think you were really cool I think y- you would just like know people You're like just intrinsically knew that they were, it's, it's interesting. John Mayer posted this something on his Instagram story. Like he'll put up like weird rants and diatribes sometimes. And he put up one yesterday that yesterday that was talking about like it, the internet, like social media and the mm-hmm. internet and how it's kind of like screwed people up. And he was like, the problem is that human beings were never meant to, n- Oh, his point was about like people troll making troll comments and right. like how it's so hard to like swallow even one negative comment. Mm-hmm. So his point was like, humans were never meant to know this many people or to have access to this number or know of what people. they were thinking right to, right exactly to have access to this number of people. So let's say you were like or especially this number of people many number of people's like thoughts, right? So <laughs> let's say in let's say even back when I first listened to John Mayer in like high school, right? I if I didn't like one of his songs he you would just, never know you Or you
1: told a friend that was about right. it right? i would tell
0: a friend he would never know the only thing that would affect him would be if less people bought his album and then he would know okay maybe people don't like this album maybe people in general don't like this album like there's as always much. been like concert hecklers or
1: something like that yeah right? but that's long, not the yeah scale. but you have to they physically be out. at the concert
0: right. to, to heckle you know right. what i mean it's like now if now he knows what every single random person and he can look at their profile and see who they are and who and that they don't like him and whatever so it's really his point was that it's like it's too overwhelming for the human mind to have access to this many people and their opinions like you're not supposed mm-hmm. to do that like i don't think that we can even i feel like there's a study about how like people can only have like seven close, close friends relationships or something like that i think it was once. 15 up to or right. maybe it was i don't know the exact number um, no i think it's you can only like remember seven things but you can some people can remember up to 15 but either way right. the point is like there's a human person doesn't have room for like as many social connections as you can now possibly have, especially like
1: you can have like social, like we can have, you can have like a hundred, 200 like social acquaintances. Right. But in terms of like deep, meaningful connections, it would be impossible to maintain that
0: many. Right. But now it's not just, now it's not just the 200 acquaintances that you physically have met it's now like the 200, it could be the 200,000 people who liked your smoothie bowl and then right. followed you and now they all are, now you're subject to all their opinions at the click right. of a button. Like, and that's, I don't know. I personally think that probably we're worse off because I think that none of this shit is good for but our brains. We have brains. so many more
1: choices, which is like very, like it's fine. But I our, think, is I more think choices it, better?
0: Well, I think it's also, it depends. Right.
1: I think it's kind of like everything has like an equal and opposite reaction right so like there's so much that's better and there's so much that's worth worse and like it almost either has to depend on like your situation or there's so many more opportunities that we have now than than our parents had or anyone else out there and i feel like there's no and especially like just think about like the role of that women have played like in society like also right. change you know what I mean that that stuff was also like somewhat due to the internet and like Right. proliferation of everything like everything everything does have like an equal positive or negative alter right. reaction and there are a lot of bad things and but there's also like a lot of really good things that come out of it i don't know if you can say like we're objectively better or worse. well i think
0: that that's like on a societal level right there are many things that have improved and there are many things that, ha- that have not gotten better better but i think as individuals it really just depends how you use it and how you right. look at it like if you're actually using the internet to like help you mm-hmm. and not and you don't get caught up in like the self esteem issues that result from like staring at people all day and like right. and that kind of thing then like if you have the right head on your shoulders and you don't go like ingrid goes west on people yeah. like yeah you are probably better off in general but not everyone's like that That's but true. you it's were like- saying that there's more choices aren't there also studies about how like too, called, like, paralyzing. Choice paralysis? Right. too like,
1: many choices are paralyzing because you can't like make one. and Then you always feel like bad about the one that you didn't pick.
0: I think um, I've read which I think
1: is a big in dating culture with too many choices. I do agree that that can be, a lot. but again, I think there's a lot of ways that things are a lot better for dating than they used to be
0: as well. Um, I, I actually do think dating is dating is one of those things that again, I think it happens like on the individual level. Like, if you are able to like personally navigate right. it, you're better off. Well, that's, but if the, you thing. Can't. that's the thing. That's the thing with not. everything.
1: That's with like food, the internet, dating, everything. It's like, if you are controlling, if you were like controlling the thing, you're like, if, if you say like, I'm in charge of these dating apps, I'm in charge of the way I'm using Instagram. I'm in charge of the way that I'm like looking at food. Like, yeah, you, that's, you're going to be able to navigate this like in a really healthy, normal way. If you let those things like control you, then won't but anyway that all brings us really just back to what our main point is that our book is really like exploring that real that real like schism in like the years between like become being a post-grad and being like a real adult person and it's a lot more like murky and like scary i think than anyone really tells you and there's a lot more right like there's like this weird space between when you feel like you know everything and when you're like become who you actually are and kind of understand yourself much better and no one really tells you how to do it because it's kind of hard to explain, but we do our best and you guys should check out our book. It's called when's happy hour. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on indie books. You can find it at Barnes and Noble. You can find it basically anywhere books are sold. We have a special letter. If yeah you buy it at Well, from from us written by us to you um, at target you could find all these places that it's sold at betches.co slash whh please check it out please pre-order it send us a screenshot of of your pre-order we will re-gram you. repost you um it's gonna be amazing and we actually really think you're gonna you're gonna really like it a lot let's do some emails though
0: yes dear betches oh, i just have a lot of feelings Okay, should I read the first one? Yes, do it. Dear Betches, first off, the usual much-deserved praise. I have always followed you guys on social media, but recently started binging the fuck out of your podcast, and they have made my hour-and-a-half commute each day actually enjoyable. I started with Zyattar tomorrow tomorrow, and have been binging Betchlap for the past month. I don't want to be caught up. That's good. Uh You have a lot more to go, I'm sure. My question is about friends and social media etiquette. I know this is something that no one should really worry about or admit that they worry about, but I think most of us would be lying if we said we don't care. Anyways, what are your thoughts about the unwritten rule that friends like each other's post, regardless of what the post is, period? Abby, if you have your girl's back, you want her to get as many likes as possible, right? That's just like the rules of feminism. Right. Uh, of course. I have a friend who is clearly very choosy when it comes to certain posts. She's not my best friend, but we are in the same friend group and chat one-on-one occasionally, but pretty frequently in group chats. Recently, I noticed she hadn't been liking any of my more recent Instagram posts, but views my story every single time. And I've seen her like other people's posts. Like what the fuck is up with that? Like I said, we talk and she has never acted as if we, she had a problem with me. I, if anything, she's super sweet whenever we talk or see each other. So I don't understand why on social media, she acts like one of, I am one of the randos she follows and passes by while scrolling. I know this seems like an overreaction, but it makes me question a lot about our friendship. Like, does she really have my back? It should be noted she also frequently likes my ex-boyfriend's pics, which doesn't bother me that it's my ex, but bothers me that she likes his but not mine. Also, she randomly likes my stuff, but they are few and far between. Am I overreacting slash overthinking this? Do you think there's a reason for this? Or do you think she's blindly liking this and that with no rhyme or reason? Any opinions or thoughts would be so appreciated. Bet you overthinks okay i could answer this so hard if i knew her i could (laughs) give you the exact reason but because i don't know her i feel like there's so many possibilities for what it could be first off
1: like you're not crazy for thinking this because i think we've Everyone all had, we've that. all had periods of think no one like wants to talk about it because it's like seems like you're lame if you're even like looking at who likes like what on your thing like you shouldn't care like technically but like that's not really like no you should care this is right like your this digital, is the world that
0: we live in this is the, the instagram is your digital existence right. right now we have our personal physical existences in the world that only sees i don't know a hundred people a day and then you have your digital existence. And like we were talking about earlier, there right. can be thousands, if not millions of people following your digital existence. And everyone sort of wants to be like, oh, it's not cool to care about my digital existence, but that is what it is. Right. Or to be like checking who's liking what, but like that's the world that we live in. Like this
1: is like, if this you didn't is care, a real way to like, you wouldn't be on it. Uh, 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 click on a like button means I support you. It really does. It's like a it's a shorter, like less cheesy way of saying that. But it's like when someone you like something, you're saying like, Yeah, I'm rooting for you in the smallest,
0: smallest possible way that I possibly can show. Or it could mean sometimes here's the thing. Yes, it does mean that, but it could also mean I was just scrolling and like blindly liking. I do that a lot. Sometimes I'll literally just be scrolling like, my mood. Sometimes I I'll scroll and won't like anything, and sometimes I'll scroll and like everything. Have you ever not liked something to prove a point? I'm sure that I have, but there's nothing coming to mind at the moment. Right.
1: I mean, I'm sure that that I I have. So what are your thoughts on like the idea that like if someone is your friend, you should like all of their posts?
0: I do do that.
1: I do that. I do that as well. Sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes someone that I'm friends with will post something that I don't really I don't really like, or a caption that I don't really like, or I think it's like a, a little bit much, or I think it's like a little ridiculous, but you know what? I'll still like it anyway, because it's not that hard to like it. And it means more to that person to have me like it. And I know that because this is the world that we live in. I know it means more to that person to have me, than to have me like it than it does for me to like,
0: not to prove the right, point, to
1: prove the point of not doing that. It's not worth it for me to do that. Sometimes like, sometimes I don't, I prefer people in real life to their social media, like alter egos. And I think that's a real thing that it's that's something our parents never had to deal with because who you met was like that's all the information you got about them. Like I remember when Facebook first came out and there was a thing where it was like some people like you kind of found out they were like a little weird based on like their Facebook profiles. Right. They were like they would post weird stuff and you never I mean like in middle school before there was there was Facebook you, you saw someone and like that was basically like the full extent of like all the information you got about them. Well, That's
0: what's so weird about all of this. It's like the digital thing is like not it's real but it's also fake like well, there's nothing really there it's almost
1: more real because it's like this is what i it's like the the real you that i'm seeing and talking to is like this is who you are the part that you put on social media is like this is who i want to be
0: but i work way harder at being pr- a person in person
1: most people do not i think necessarily or a lot of people do not and sometimes i like a lot of the times i've found i like the people that i that i know in real life spending time with them in person more than i do um they're they're like uh social media presence and sometimes it's the opposite sometimes i'm like oh like this person has really cool content like i really like they seem like they're like really cool and then you meet them in person we have a unique opportunity also to meet like a lot of people who have very large followings and you meet them in person you're like oh like that's kind of all like a little bit of a lie right um it
0: usually is a lot. so i think it's
1: it's, it's kind of like that question of like is it better to like for something to like look better in pictures or to look better in real life like
0: it's healthier
1: uh, for to it look to better be better in real life. real life right it was funny i went to iceland i feel like i'm not a particularly good photographer and all the pictures i was taking like they look it looks so much cooler like in front of me than it did on for the sure. pictures that i was taking and there was like a little bit of me that was like happy about that and a little bit of me that was sad about that because i'm like i'm here like i got to see it like look better than i could have ever taken a picture of it i got to see it like in person but
0: no one else will well i think um, that that's a g- i think that's actually like a good metaphor for like the way that we look at all this stuff because okay when you're in real life in iceland you're surrounded by this huge waterfall mm-hmm. when you're looking at the waterfall in a picture it's on a tiny little screen right that, like you wouldn't even watch a baseball game on like you know what right. i mean it's on this like tiny little screen of course it's not going to look as cool as like being there and you have like the air and the sound and like right. you you're fully in it. immersed. it's like real life in front right. of you right that's why that's why, why that's, it's so uh, unhealthy when people have such a huge gap between their social media selves and their personal selves because they're like you're basically one usually comes at the expense of another right like the because think about it like when you're let's say you're at like a party or you're at like right if you're really
1: cool to be at a party with and really fun to be a party with you're probably not taking pictures of the party You're probably just like talking to people and having a good time and like enjoying the party
0: i have a hard time i mean okay like i think about when we went to puerto rico for the sup Mm -hmm. i so we didn't have a social media person there like i was just doing the instagram story and i re- so like the first day we were there i realized i was like i'm not getting enough good footage to make this look good on instagram because i was trying to like be there and right. like experience it and then when i got back to like the hotel room and i was gonna like make a story i was like oh my god like i didn't take enough stuff because the thing is that if you really want to make like a, a good social media if you want to make good social media content you have to be you have to take yourself out of the moment it. right yeah you have to try you can't
1: really be right well it's like would you spent rather if you let's imagine this, we're like you 70 years from now, we're on your deathbed. Like, would you rather have like a really cool, like vi- visual photo montage of your life? Or would you rather just have your memories of like a life well lived?
0: I'd rather have the memories because it's not just a memory. It's like it goes into your character. It like becomes part of you and who you are. So right. I'd rather have like a really full personality than have like a really beautiful photo album that is right. digital for everyone. It's really for people who it's for, it's for other like, people. It's right. for
1: other people so that they think of you as certain because without that, without all that stuff, people might not think of you like the same way. They might not think you're as interesting or cool or you had as great of a life as you did. If there's nothing to prove it, there's no like hard physical evidence of it.
0: Right. Um, So yeah, I mean, I mean back, back to this letter. I agree with what you were saying that yeah, like I will just like things because I know that it means more to the person. I'd rather not upset the person's actual feelings and I'd rather just like the stupid photo. But so with this girl, I feel like it's two it's either one or the other. It's either one she doesn't really pay attention, she doesn't care my instinct tells me it's not that my instinct tells me she probably has some sort of like personal issue with you if she's liking your ex's pics or not wanting or some issue with like the what you're posting she doesn't like it she thinks it's annoying or whatever it is and
1: maybe it is to her that's like her and she's entitled to that opinion that she does not like your online presence and
0: maybe she's jealous who knows who knows but if she's
1: being if you guys have a good working real in real life relationship I would just focus on that because yeah. you're not because like I really don't think like yeah you could call her out on like not liking your stuff but at the end of the day it's kind of like
0: that's your digital
1: life, right not like your it doesn't matter as much as the way she's treating you in person and It sounds like from your letter that you actually like have a pretty decent friendship going on in person and in real life and like that's honestly a lot more important and like I just, I could see how that might kind of annoy you, but I would just try to focus and put your attention on like your in person or in real life relationships.
0: Agreed. Do you want to read the next one? Yes.
1: Hey, batches. Obviously, love the books, website, podcast, everything you do. You're my queens, and that is why I'm asking for advice on a topics that, topic that makes me su- feel super lame. That is why we're here to answer your super lame questions. I'm 24 and have lived on my own four hours from my hometown since I graduated college, and I love the young, fun city where I live. I go back home to visit for holidays, long weekends, and love catching up with family and friends. My parents are retiring and moving to a different state about eight hours away. I hate where they are moving, and they and no, no one there watching them pack up my childhood home is legit heartbreaking legit breaking my heart whatever every time I, they talk about it i throw a full tantrum and begin to cry it's gotten to the point this is so funny that we just talked about the article where you're 24 and you're still a child <laughs> um i throw a full tantrum and begin it's to proving cry the point <laughs> i've gotten to the point where we can't talk about their move anymore even though it's happening as we speak I'm going to miss so much about where I grew up and the home that shaped me. I know my parents are doing what is good for them and they deserve to enjoy their retirement. Why do I become a full-blown lady child when this topic comes up? How can I make this place that totally sucks my new home away from home? Please help. Sincerely, Homesick Batch.
0: Okay, first of all, I'm going to use the term lady child every day for the rest of my life until I become lady a full child. lady and I'm <laughs> no longer a lady child. I personally consider myself a lady child. A little okay. bit. Do you, you think see that? I can a see bit I can a lady see child.
1: A, 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 award yes especially when
0: my mom's around yes um okay
1: i think this is a good opportunity for for homestick fetch because it sounds like she's still if you talked about that 24 year old time period where you're still a child it seems like you are very much still in that like i am somebody's dependent phase Mm -hmm. and like again like a big part of our book and a big part of what we're like talking about is how to become from like i'm someone's dependent dependent to I'm someone people can depend on yes um is really the big tr- transition in like your 20s right and in life and I think you're obviously still in this phase because this move is upsetting you so much you don't really want to let go of that like I'm being taken care of thing like you are an adult if you want to go back to that hometown that you're from where your friends are you can hundred do that you don't need your parents to live there like you are a complete working full adult that can like choose where they want to go in the holidays they can choose where they want to spend their time and like just because your, your parents are moving, like you're not in second grade, you don't have to go with them.
0: It also seems like you have like a nice life. You say you love the young, fun city where you live and you've lived there for four years. And that sounds like great. What's I, I don't know what the... Look, I think that's something I can say personally, I've definitely been through like a lot of personal transitions where I've had a lot to deal with a lot of hard things including my mom and my parents leaving my house that I grew up in. Right. And my mom moved to Florida and I don't really even have any family members like anywhere, like any close family members, like anywhere near me. But I think in some ways it, Growing up is hard. That's the thing. That's the kind of the thing that no one says. Right. That growing up is really fucking hard and it's painful and there's no one who can like tell you what to do all the time. There, There's no guidebook. No one tells you that it's hard even. Well, now there's a guidebook. Right. But there's, <laughs> but there's not a guidebook to like every question that you're ever going to face. Right. And sometimes you're just going to feel sad with life's transitions. And this is one of those things that like the bright side is that there's nothing like your parents didn't die. They're here. They're just somewhere else. Your friends are still here. Like you still have the friends. You have the parents. The only thing that you're losing is this home. It's and like that's it's like a, a normal part of life, right? For your parents. And it's okay to be upset. It's normal. And it's actually good for you.
1: Actually, if you think about it, because like that, forces you to sort of make your own life because your life isn't your parents life. It's your life. Like honestly, like when I graduated college and I moved home the year after I graduated, my mom had given my room to like the housekeeper essentially. And I like was like sleeping in the basement and you know what that did that motivated me to like work and get out of my fucking house and get my own apartment because, yeah. and now that's my home. That's where I go. And like when that's like your new Haven and my mom has moved around a bunch of times since then. And you know what I've learned to do is like because there's always going to be like things thrown at you and things are not always going to be super comfortable but you have to make your own comfort that's what being an adult is about because no one's like taking care of you necessarily you have to take care of yourself you have to make your own life and I think this will really push her to like Right. Create her own community because it's not the same as, as your, your parents are retiring. They're like going towards the end of their life. You should be like starting and creating a new one.
0: Right. Think about it. Like, do you want to be like 35 and still needing your parents to be where you want them to be? Like, there's. It's not. It. It. It's not really. I know you think that it's good for you to have the comfort that you're used to, but it's actually really bad for you because because it seems like based on your reaction that you're super dependent on it like Mm. into the point where it might not be healthy right and you want to you want to go forward in your life with like a healthy mindset towards things because that's what's going to enable you to like be in a relationship that's functional have kids and be like a functional parent who's not who doesn't have like codependency issues like I know that it seems like this is uncomfortable but this getting over this and things like it are the things that build you up to be like a functional adult right it's really just like sammy said like it's
1: like things that are uncomfortable help you grow think about like working out if you're working out and you're not sweating and you're not like in pain or you're not like sore it means you didn't like change your body's gonna stay exactly the same it's like the same with your mind if you're like always doing the same shit if your parents always like lived at home and like had like the same like bowl of pasta waiting for you every day when you got home cheesy like, pasta, cheesy pasta waiting for you every day you was like your life would stay exactly the same like sometimes shit has to be like hurt or be uncomfortable to change to get better
0: but not only would it just be exactly the same you will fuck up your kids because you haven't learned how to be an adult that and too. you will you will see that it will lead to like unintended problems that you never even imagined were going to be the result of this sort of thing and you don't want to find yourself like screwing up future big pieces of your life like that kind of thing
1: right so that's our answer to you um if you have another question for us please email slapped at bedges.com that's s-l-a-p-p-e-d at bedges.com um and we will try to answer it if your question is good i'm sure it will be play some games let's play some games Alright, this is from a from a listener. Would you rather sweat mayonnaise or poop a tennis ball every time?
0: Probably poop a tennis ball.
1: That sounds really painful. Okay, I, but like Then you're like sweating and smelling like mayonnaise. Like
0: ew, it's all gloopy. It's like under your armpits. Like that's I guess. gross. I just I have to get like a lot out. of stool softener.
1: Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess the tennis ball.
0: Okay. Would you rather be supported by your parents until 18 or 38?
1: I think if I am answering like taken completely out of it than like 18 but like realistically i think 38
0: i like my it's just like it's easier to live that way well i kind of think 18 because i know that it's like really dangerous to be supported by our parents till 38 like it just is it just isn't good for your psyche baby that's i don't consider that if you're a trust fund kid like i don't even i can't i i don't think that's how a trust fund works. It's not like they're supporting you and then they like cut you off at 38. Also, that comes with its own pro its own set of problems. I I know. I'm
1: saying like if I was like I think if like I I, I'm saying like I'm answering it like without actually having to do it. So like yeah, I think I would pick 18 like now if I'm thinking like, oh it's healthier. But like if someone at 18 was like, well you can either get cut off now and you're not getting any more money from your parents, you gotta pay for your college and all your other shit. Or um, you can stay on this until 38.
0: Right. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to stay. Thanks. I would (laughs) obviously, no, I would obviously, right. If you gave (laughs) me that choice at 18, I would choose 38. Right. But there were plenty of people who got caught off at 18 and they're fine. Like they, they're fine. But there's plenty of people that aren't right. So
1: I think 38, because I'm trying to be like, look at this, like from like what I would actually choose if like the question were really right in front of me. I think like, a like subjective, like, I what would, if you had to answer this question at 40 and it's like retroactive Yeah, retroactively, I'd probably be like 18. Now I'm now I'm over it and I can like say that I've like earned my way. Okay. Like what tro- if like
0: 20? What what if you go to pick at 29 or 28?
1: Like if it was right now, I'd be like, yeah, like 18. But like, I also like, then I would have all this fucking student debt and have like a lot of, and my life would have been a lot harder. And I don't know if I would have been able to like think about the time that we created this business. Like we like, we're fucking around because we didn't have anything else to do. Like we probably would have had to get like a job in college to be paying for the fact that we were there to, on top of having to do all of our work right. um, and pay for our, like all of our, our bills. Like what if I you think had that to we wouldn't, I don't think we would be as successful if our parents cut us off at 18. That's true. What if you had to pick for your kids? Yeah. Depends what their
0: nature is. <laughs> um, yeah i can't i don't know i think 38 too it's sad it's do sad. you want to give your kids money till they're 38
1: that doesn't support doesn't have to mean like spoiled enough to live sure 60k a year <laughs> fine would, <laughs> In uh, NYC. Okay. would you rather live at home until you're 30 or have your mom come live with you and your husband from 35 on
0: live at home till i'm 30 and then you're done yeah I I I, yeah, I guess that's true. Oh so my like, god, that would be really tough. That would be such a bad boundary if your mom was living with you and your husband. But like your formative years then are spent living at home if you're like there up to, until you're 30. Okay, but like again, 30 is could just be sort of the beginning. Yeah, think I guess your
1: life your life up till 30 is is less time than your life after 30 most likely. After okay, thir- thir- imagine 35, your parents. after 35 most likely.
0: It's it's not a good. I don't think it's a good situation to have your mom I living think with you either. One of them
1: is a great situation, but a pl- most but 30, more you could people like would probably do the thir- after 35 though. A lot will. of people's parents live with them. Yeah, but
0: I wouldn't want that. <laughs> i think my I'd mom d- was my mom was here this weekend I think i'd think i have to agree it with you i'd be
1: saving all that money you know my mom will be never they're we doing all my laundry
0: right but also just because you live at home doesn't mean that you can't grow like you can it's it's harder it's definitely harder it's right. not good but like you you can take it into your own hands that's true
1: i'd rather like get all the get it out of the way i guess yeah
0: I agree. all
1: right well that's our show thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week Bye.
0: (music) Betches.